who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Oh my gods, I have never, in all my years, seen something like this. There's really no words for it. I mean, I have a few words. But they are not safe for public scry. I don't think any of that was safe for public scry. <laughs> I'm hoping our sensors are fully functioning. Well, if they are, everyone just watched five minutes of black boxes bumping together on a field of blurred pink clouds. I guess not all dungeons are full of monsters. Some are more designed to house, um, secret, um, uh... Orgies, kid. A packed house, oil out, all or nothing bacchanal. Just an entire dungeon full of different flavors of human casserole. Ugh. At least we know where the villagers went. And the broken ballad can return them back home safe and sound. If they even want to go home. Not only do I doubt they have the mental fortitude to tear themselves from the throes of the flesh go round, I also doubt any of them can physically climb out of the pit in their, uh, slickened condition. Okay, that's enough coverage of that quest. Welcome back, folks, to the League of Ultimate Questing. My name's Skip Gilligan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. With me in the... storm... Are you still watching the other feed? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Kip. You got, uh, distracted. I thought I saw someone I, uh, <laughs> knew. <laughs> Let's hurry and cleanse our adventuring palettes by checking in with Immortal Dawn, who've just stepped into another world after battling Noel cultists on an ancient stairway to the Alcaran underworld. Damn, when you say it like that, it sounds cool as hell. It, it was cool. At least I thought so. They're about to wade nipple deep into a mound of weird, and I can't wait to get a peep. Then let's shout. Stay tuned, folks. The light becomes a sound. The sound becomes a vibration. The vibration becomes your bones, your skin, your blood. You're in a new place. You prepare yourself for the sights of some kind of city, but are met only with tall dark shapes towering overhead. A soft burgundy earth lies under your feet. There are no light sources that you can see, but seeing is not an issue. You think at first you might be in a forest. The trees are black and twisted, but they do not have leaves or branches. 
There is no bark or root. These are arms. Huge obsidian arms topped with hands reaching skyward. Digits curled in anguish. The air smells like honey and dust. Pickens begins swearing in Githyanki. Um, so this is the place, right? I guess it's exciting. And where are we? We are close to Ebel. Um, machine old maybe. Uh, this place is called Gripping Wield. Uh, universes push together to hold Abel in place. Much energy is forced to one point and requires order for logic and placement and pushes out others. Uh, chaos clings to outside like small fish attached to whale, uh, like symbiote. We can walk on foot and make it. Not too far, but strange place. Be cautious. But uh, what is too far? A day? A year? Um, not measure in time. What? If we walk far enough that we don't belong anymore, Forrest will release us. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Arthax, did you catch any of that? Can you explain that to me? Uh, it sounds like this is a place of chaos, and normal rules don't apply here. Sounds not too dissimilar from uh, Feywild. Similar. Yes, Feywild. Does anyone want a liver? I have two spares. <laughs> I hold up two null livers. I think I'm okay. Try to keep brain full. Speak uh, as we walk. Uh, he kind of looks around this way. <laughs> why, uh, why group, uh, honored to have Pickens following to home? Uh, but why group? Why job family? Why are we a team? Team. Why you seek gold for sell blades? Uh, for me, the league brought us together. I knew I wanted to join... As a member for, for, in my case, I suppose, fame. Fame. Many people speak name Arvid. Yes. Mm. I wanted to learn things I couldn't learn on my own. Travel to places I look around. I couldn't reach without help. <sighs> Success. So far. Uh, I guess at first I wanted to be safe and be strong and uh, and now i just want to inspire yes alone dangerous but family job fame armor yes we should focus on getting out of this place yes but conversation makes more logic guides way out uh well i have a question for you 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 keep saying job family so like co-workers like our situation you had that yes do you you don't have a regular family like a birth by um uh, lines cross many job family uh blood shared with pickens uh sisters mothers fathers daughters so are you all 
only together traveling? You don't have a, a different place that you go home to? Githyanki move home as need, uh, but sometimes uh, small groups leave. Uh, Pickens travels with small family away from Argosy. Returns, always returns. Argosy continues moving. Pickens follows. Pickens not captain, but important to small ship. Uh, repair, uh, maintain, sail, speak to, sing to. Uh, captain of Argosy is Eudelia, hmm. his hero to Pickens. One day Pickens wishes to be Eudelia. Heroes are important for goals. Could you tell me about your ship? I'm, I'm very, very curious about this crystal. Oh, uh, pulls out that weird horn from before. This is just Vessel's memories. Part of big ship shot like arrow to break in Zarna. So the crystal is the brain and not the body? Like brain. It has all information of Vessel inside. Can be rebuilt. Huh. It knows what to do. Can you ask Perez where the um, first ship crashed? The uh, first Gith Yankee ship? Uh, Pickens has no contact with staunch Argosy at this distance, mm. but did not crash too big to crash per se. About how big would you say? Ah, ah. Uh, Lucinelli, um, sit on top. Oh, okay. Colony Frigg have hundreds of families. Oh. If you decide you no want to return, uh, Abel is a very good place to learn much. Uh, this is an option. Not if we want to keep our hands. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron's <laughs> just got one. <laughs> <laughs> you seem strong. Uh, Udelia would welcome you. I light up another cigarette. Are there creatures besides your kind in this fleet? Yes. Mostly Githyanki, but refugees, uh, nomads like we. Uh, like Trakar, no world. Mm. Githyanki not have world in long time. War with Githzerai. Teh! He spits on the ground. What is a Githzerai? <sighs> one seed grows two flowers. One tries to consume the other. Uh, constantly fighting for sunlight and soil. Mm. Uh, Githzerai. No heart. No soul. Mm. Uh, like a machine. Oh. Oh, I was so curious about something. You said that little gadget thing that we went through. It reminded us of a place before. Do you know about Salvage? Is she maybe a god of the Aether? Hmm. Not god Pickens knows. Uh, many old machine from long times, probably otherworldly. Oh. I wonder if he would have recognized the heart of Apernacency. Hmm. Oh. That was a great energy source, if I remember. Energy source? Yes, it but, was pulsing. Uh, Zarna ships move on water, use wind. Uh, why energy? 
I don't know if I know how to explain this one. It's okay. Mm. Uh, but learning good. Mm. Keep mine focused. Mm. Pickens learn much about Machinar mm. with Mortal Dawn. Uh, what happens in your game uh, when you come to finish? Uh, I don't know if that's such a thing as finish. Huh. We just one day choose to retire or are retired by another means. Retire. Um, yes. Retire. No work. Just be. Or not be. Hmm. Is death. Possibly. Hmm. This is okay. Is it? If done for pursuit of dream. Hmm. Pickens thinks so. If Pickens dies being torn to pieces by aether worms trying to witness new world, it's okay. But, um, I guess where do you go? After you die. Uh, Pickens can have history of happening across people, uh, like Mortal Dawn, uh, that cause chaos, like gripping wield. Uh, bad luck, maybe? I don't know. Always action and adventure, though. Hmm. Very good at retreat. Sometimes retreat lead to new world. Hmm. Is good. Accidents have shaped Pickens. That's a quite beautiful way to look at it. I hope to have Colony Frigg named for Pickens one day. Big family. Big job friends. Uh, Mortal Dawn, maybe. Maybe. It would be a good name for a ship. The Mortal Dawn. It's a good name for a ship. Hmm. And as you're traversing through this very dark forest, at no point have you found, a, again, a light source. It doesn't seem like there's any kind of sun or moon, but everything seems very clear. Like you're looking through a fog, but nothing's inhibiting your line of sight. Um, as you get close to some of these massive obsidian hands, you notice the fingers do move. They're not stationary. There's a wispiness to them, a very soft movement. Um, occasionally, if you might get too close to the base of one, one will not aggressively, but curiously start to reach slowly downward, almost unnoticeably. And it kind of creates a shift and a creaking in the air, but not like wood, more like stone. I'm starting to worry about Morty, but maybe Arvid could just be playing catch with him or something to keep him <laughs> his, his little right. puppy mind occupied. I guess it's different for non, non-sentient. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Totally. And uh, Pickens holds up his hand, and you all hear from over the sound of the creaking of these stone hands a kind of lumbering noise, large footfalls moving slowly, lackadaisically. And coming into view over the tops of some of the tallest hands, you see a somewhat spectral shape that looks like a very big reptilian skull uh, moving atop a body that comes into view. And it resembles the shape of a very large centaur. But the body seems draconic with squat reptilian legs and the neck elongated. More ribs than any kind of creature you've seen the skeleton of before. And it just seems to be passing through peacefully. Stepping around trees, carefully guiding its path. And it stops in a clearing. And it reaches up with two very long three-fingered claws and pulls the reptilian head off of the neck. And respectfully sets it down in this clearing. And then it just sort of lumbers off, facing a random direction. Headless? Headless. I didn't stop walking. Okay. And you can totally witness this as you continue moving. And a soft shape emerges from the purplish soil of the clearing. And a more humanoid skull 
emerges, shaking the dust off. And it begins to slowly wiggle its way towards the larger draconic skull, like it just dug itself out of the ground. Uh, and as it gets close to it, it rolls over slowly, and you see several long, dark, crab-like legs that sort of stick out, and then it begins to pull its body out of this skull. And there is a very strange, almost like a a large king crab, but with like tendrils. The, the limbs move with a softness, not a rigidness, uh, like an arachnid. And uh, it kind of shuffles and claws its way over and inserts itself into this larger skull. And then that one begins to shuffle away and start digging itself into the ground. Uh, I didn't like that at all. I, I don't even know what I just witnessed. It's like a hermit crab. It's kind of like a hermit crab. It's home. New home. As we get bigger, we require larger homes. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's still very weird. And that sensation of strangeness, it's hard to let go of. It begins to eat at you. It doesn't seem like that bizarre of a sight after all of the magical strange things you've seen in your past. But this feeling of confusion and doubt, it becomes manifest inside of your chest. It starts to fill you with a kind of anger. Like you want to lash out at this lack of logic. And the people around you, just the way they're walking, the way they're not paying attention to it, the way they seem to ignore the absolute unspeakable chaos of this place, it just makes you furious. And there's a sinking kind of rage building in the backs of your minds, just being around these people, these people that you call your team, these people that you work with on thin ice at all given times. And this Pickens who's dragging you across the dimensions, not telling you anything about his past life other than the fact that he's on a ship, this mystery of a man. And it just pisses you off. And that's when the voices start speaking inside of your minds. Let's roll initiative. <laughs> all right. I was going to ask Reginald if he wouldn't mind becoming visible while we were here. Uh-huh. That's appropriate. Our team has a seven. Mm. <laughs> it's a nine for Prist. Uh, two. Fifteen for Harithex. Much better than last time for me. Oh, hey, it's a total of four. So first in the initiative, we have Harithex. Okay. The only thing you are currently battling is this chaos building inside of your mind. I would like you to roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Nine. Nine. Your urge to strike Chris becomes too great. It doesn't require any kind of spell, but you take the Staff of the Witness and bring it down as hard as you can on top of Chris. All right. 21 to hit. You are hit, I think? Shield. And then you shield it. The bloody hell? You still have control of your movement and any bonus actions. Okay. Um, I will move away from the rest of the group after trying to because I realize I realized that I, I tried to hit Chris and mm-hmm. does that make sense to me or am I just like oh yeah you're looking like through the bars of your own rage you're okay being, like aware of this madness but still having lack of control all right um I I'll I'll be uh, leave me alone and I just move away uh I will move uh whatever direction south along the map i'm going to try and kind of separate myself from the rest of the group and kind of get behind the the hand that we're near okay yeah uh, and i'm not going to take a bonus action very good next up i'm going to have pickens go on the same turn as the enemy to make our little action economy a little bit more logical um so the chaos that's inside of you begins to manifest not just within your minds but in this forest of hands as well And emerging from this soft purple earth come bizarre aberrations that seem to 
exist in many different realities at once. As you look at them, they never seem to have the same shape for any more than a given second. Constantly shifting, at one point covered in teeth, another point a massive beak, at other times strange barbs and blades, and they dig up out of the earth. How long has it been since we entered this area? This world? Oh, about 15, 20 minutes, I'd say. Okay. Um, Harthax is still resistant to cold damage then from my um, gift of the carrion ability when I ate the null corpse. Excellent. And how long does uh, inspiration last? Uh, that's just a minute for the bardic one. Dango. Sorry. That was 10, but... Either way, not a lot for... Not this long. So three chaos beasts appear in the gripping wield, looking to feed on the outsiders. Their amorphous form seems difficult to lock onto. Even it feels like keeping eye contact on one is a challenge. And they're going to move forward and attack. And they each get three. Oh. Woo. Well, it's a good thing Chris used shield already then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> to protect from the terrifying, sh- you know, stick yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs> the 1d6 plus one damage that would have dealt. <laughs> I'm actually just going to erase the versatile damage that this deals because I can't wield something two-handed. I only have one hand. Mm. (laughs) And I'll warn you in advance, these things are going to be weird to fight. I believe it. All right. So this one is going to be attacking Artyom for three. Warding player. Uh, The first attack will be a disadvantage. The first one is uh, probably not going to hit. 19, not quite. No dice. Wow. The next two are normal. That is a miss and a miss. Ooh. You get the shield up just in time as undescribable weapons slam into it. Something organic. Something attacking you from the front, but maybe from the side as well. It's nuts. Um, this one is going to come in three times at Pickens uh, because he was a close target. That is two hits. And these tendrils with hands popping out of them at places and barbs sticking out in others begin to wrap around him and pull him into the shape of this creature. And he's going to take some nasty damage. Nerds. Yikes, he says out loud as he gets hit. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> oh, beans, my hit points. <laughs> but no, he takes a 19 points of damage from the first one. Ooh. And I forgot he hit twice. And 18 from the second one. Oh. Oh. And then he makes a wisdom saving throw. And fails. All good. Uh, he's going to go in response. He's going to attempt to pull out his spirit blade and just start carving into this thing in front of him. Uh, because it has an amorphous form, all of his attacks are at disadvantage. Uh, that's still a hit. And a hit. So despite that, connects twice. And you see he kind of cuts through the air with a spark of white energy as the blade actually impacts with something. But for the most part, he is completely grappled by this bizarre amorphous shape. And it hurts, and he's screaming. Next up is Chris Zagrand. All right. Oh, I cannot see that he's behind this giant hand. Mm. Did all three attack? Oh, the one on Morty. That's what you're pointing to. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And the last one moves up and lifts itself into the air, and much like a blanket of amorphous flesh, lands on top of Morty. And he is no longer visible. He is now writhing inside of this horrible shape. You can hear him yelping, and you can smell canine blood in the air. Morty. That brings us to Christ. Oh, dear. Mm. 
I think I'm just gonna activate a shard hide. Okay. And then um, bonus action, a healing word on Pickens. Oh, nice. Yes, at third level. So sorry, that is. It's a D4 for every level spell slot you use. Okay, cool. So that's three D4. All right. And then add your charisma. Oh. Because you're a bard. Yeah, three D4 plus four. Or whatever. So that's a, f- that's a four. Mm-hmm. That's a two. And that's a three. And my plus four from charisma. Got it. And as the sound hits Pickens, some of the wounds begin to heal, and he turns back and says, "Ha! It's good." <laughs> um, and then I I move to kind of flank whatever's enveloping morty okay <laughs> just like looking at like how do i how do i attack this thing what is even going on very good mm-hmm. that brings us to artium you're a little bit ahead of the group but one of the beasts seems to have singled you out so what all is surrounding us you're in a clearing where there are several of these large obsidian hand trees reaching to the sky as the fight continues they seem to inch closer and closer with their digits curiously and around them there are more remnants of these pieces of large skeletons that seem to have just dropped themselves off. Um, some of them are very large, huge rib cages that stick out of the earth. Um, you buy one on the other side of a tree that looks like most of a, a skeletal serpent or like a tail from some kind of reptile. Okay. So I'm actually going to step back a second. Earlier you saw me cast a warding flare. But what came out was not bright white light. Instead, it was a swallowing, sucking darkness. And now I pull out my thorn spear and my hand is pouring blood and I just lightly gesture it towards that skeleton and cast animate dead. Ooh. So this snake like series of rib cages and vertebrae starts to coil and wind its way through the soft purple earth towards you. You can tell that it is under your control. Excellent. Radical, radical, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have it try to destroy that thing. Okay. So from behind, it slithers outward, and though it has no head, it strikes up like a cobra and begins to pound into this thing's back. Excellent. Um, In defense, the Chaos Beast activates its uh, reaction of chaotic attunement, and it's going to subtract from the roll of the thing attacking it. Like like a reverse bardic inspiration. That's pretty fucking cool. So the attack roll is going to be dropped by six Ooh. from oh. the skeleton snake, as we will call it. Nasty. Damn. Four. Uh, that's a, it's a total of like three from the skeleton snake. So unfortunately, that was a big hit to its attack roll. But this thing is now being distracted by this undead construct behind it. Cool beans. Is it adjacent to me? Uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's on the exact opposite side of this creature. If you want to use your move, you could, you know, navigate around it. Yeah, I'm going to put some distance between me and the rest of the crew and kind of just move this way to your east. Oh, you're asking if the beast was right next to you. I thought you meant the skeleton snake. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, I'm assuming it. Oh, it it attacked you on its turn. So it is adjacent. Yes, it has reach. Cool. Uh, It just used its reaction, though, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to go ahead and move closer to that other skeleton. Cool. 30 feet. Yeah. You can get all up in there. Nice. You're actually kind of surrounded by bones slightly. Were these archers, you may have cover. Hey. <laughs> uh, next in the initiative is Arvid. Was it like as soon as we were attacked, basically the mental anguish we were all experiencing cleared or it just like 
you can still feel the fuzz of it, but it's not going to make you attack your friends right now. Something else seems to be triggering to do that. Something separate from these things attacking you. Okay, Arvid is going to employ the ancient technique of last desperate concentration skills uh, by uh, singing, Jenny, paint your wagon red. Don't mind what your mother said. And (laughs) 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 while singing lovely folk tunes, he's also going to fill his heart with rage and swing in on the beast that is attacking Morty. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a cock die, but it would have been a 20. That was a 20. It was finishing that roll. Are you sure? I think so, but... If you can't put another die on top of it, it doesn't look like you could from here, but... Yep. (laughs) That's a flat right. Okay. So that would be a crit. Yes, absolutely. A very enthusiastic and not at all awkward (laughs) stammering crit. So So one more uh, again? um, Critical hit? I just imagine you like taking your axe, gently gesturing it towards him, and then he explodes. (laughs) Like testing it. Like, is there a weak? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> this creature is not going to waste its reaction to try to mitigate your critical hit. <laughs> I've got better things to do than interrupt your critical. critical. Why do I have a D10 for this? That's not right, is it? It is right. It is. That's so much. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> and you had D4 too, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a D4 um, of, in this case, the positive planar energy. <laughs> nice. Joyous positivity. I, I did a lot of damage, boys. How much? Seventeen plus nine. Wait. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twenty something. What? What? Now you are a sixth level barbarian. Yeah. Um, you have an extra attack. Oh shit! Yeah, you do. Oh, wow. And and because you got a critical, you can use your feet to use your bonus action to swing again. Wait, what? <laughs> so I get a second attack and then I can swing again with the bonus action? Did mm-hmm. I not use my rage this turn? Oh, you did rage this turn. Thank you. Yes. So that eats your bonus action. All right. Good job. Okay, that's a 14. So with this one, it will use its reaction. It's going to waken the chaos inside of your mind. And reduce it by one, which is enough to make it miss with a 13. Oh, come on. (laughs) So you feel a moment of victory as you bury parody into this thing and leave a good carved chunk of it away, um, immediately replaced by uncertainty of where it is. And, oh, God, did I just hit Morty? Did I kill him? And it absolutely befuddles your second attack. After Arvid, we're back to the top with Harithax. Okay. Uh, Harithax is going to use their bonus action to cast Shillelagh on their staff. Mm-hmm. Move up and smite the thing that's trying to eat our guide through this strange land. All right. I feel like we need him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, guys, how do we get home? Right? Uh, you can't pick and choose. Ah! Ah! Right to the Discord. I'm sad I'm mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, does it want to use its reaction? Or does it get to know the total first? It used its on Pickens. Okay. Uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Right. Damn. It wouldn't Woo. have mattered if it subtracted six from that. I know. I just wanted it to use its reaction first. You just wanted to say a high number. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. That is seven points of magic damage. Got it. Yeah. And I forgot to use green flame blade. Also, uh, you do have disadvantage to hit. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, because it's Because just... they have their, uh, the term is amorphous form and i forgot that with arvid but we'll just say you were reckless attacking 
Okay, uh, I rolled my disadvantage, and I still got a 17 to hit. That hits. And if you're allowed to retroactively declare disadvantage, can I retroactively declare green flame blade? Sure. Okay, so it does an extra <laughs> Very nice. six Seems fire damage. Fair. Okay, you might be thinking, Zach is probably angry that these things can apply uh, negatives to your attack after the fact. I am not. I think that makes perfect sense because they're chaos entities. Sure. Mm. That is totally awesome. I yeah. love that shit. You're like, you totally hit him. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam, are you fine saying that I basically made you reckless attack because otherwise we'd have to backtrack and do those again? Yes. Because yes. it would just cancel out their amorphous form. Well, yeah, that's fine. And they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. It's hard. I imagine this is very difficult to track. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's yeah. a weird fight. Um, they also have other things they can do instead of attack, which we'll get to now. <laughs> no. Uh, that brings us back to the enemy's turn. We will start with Pickens and Morty. Um, Pickens is just going to try to carve his way out with his spirit blade. Actually, he's not going to do that. Because <laughs> I remembered he's cool and has neat tricks. So Pickens raises his blade above his head like he's going to bury it into this thing's face. And then you see kind of a light go off over his head as he gets an idea. And uh, he folds in on himself and Misty steps 30 feet behind him into the clearing of the forest. And... Uh, Sheathing his blade, he holds both hands out towards one of the trees. It seems like he's trying to manifest some sort of magic. A spell is happening innately. He doesn't saying an incantation or anything. This is part of who he is as a Githyanki. And the base of one of the hands starts to vibrate as though he's implying a great deal of telekinetic force to try to shift it. He says, it makes so much sense now. We can keep fighting, but we must make the forest hate us and it will spit us out. Quickly now! And he begins to push this tree over with his telekinetic energy. Well, it looks like the MDs are taking an unexpected detour and camping trip on the outskirts of their dimensional destination. How long will it be before they make it out? Or will they remain in the alien forest forever? Damn, I love camping. I mean, I'm not about to build a finger cabin in Hand Forest, home of the skull crabs, but I'll toss a bedroll down by a lake with a few pals, a couple of kegs, some malty lager, and uh, I can kill for a squirrel and a stick right about now. Well, that's a pretty achievable dream storm, and the only casualty would be the squirrel itself. Hey, what are you doing after the scrag, kid? Want to help me put away a few pints? Storm, you know I don't drink. Now, that's not what I recall from the Spirits Rest holiday party two years back. I thought it... I thought the cider was just cider, not... Cider. I've never seen someone dance and cry at the same time before. <clears throat> well, that's a mistake I won't make again anytime soon. Oh, come on. I know this little place down by the palace has the best yam and cod pies. You don't have to drink. Just kick back a little. Loosen up your tie before it chokes you to death. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. I'm going to catch a flight to the Nethysars right after our broadcast tonight. Got some big interviews in the morning. Come on. I'll pay for the teleport. Come hang out with me for an hour. My friends are all out of town, and we never hang out outside of work. Well, uh... Maybe just this... No. No, I can't. I've got too much on my plate. Well, empty that plate and fill it with cod pies. Kid, they don't charge for extra gravy. Storm. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it, 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 do it. Storm. Now, Kip, you know full well from the matching sweaters I made you wear at that same party. I can do this all night. Folks, me and Storm have to have a chat. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Oh, we'll have a talk, all right, about what we're getting for dessert. Be right back, folks. Born on a distant world on the brink of destruction and sent to ours. Raised by human parents, killed before his very eyes outside of a theater. All while being bitten by a cursed owlbear. He is Owlbear Man. 
By day, simple haberdasher, Albert Mann, but by night, the super vigilante who protects the streets of Villageburg with beak and claw, and the help of his sidekick, Kabi. It's the very special adventures of Albert Mann. Once we finish adding these vats of enchantment potion to the well, the whole town will be in love with me, Dr. Grek, and surrender unto me whatever I ask for. Not so fast, Dr. Grick. Curses! It's Owlbear Man! <coughs> yes, and, and Cubby. I'll stop you with my super Owlbear claws. Ha-ha! <laughs> oh, my gentle gods! Oh, by all the dark paths of the unholy cosmos! Oh, my arm! Oh, my organs! Oh, they're spilling out! Oh, dear heavens, it's like a butcher's piñata! Oh, so much blood. Oh, I regret uh, Candace. Maybe that'll make you think twice before forcing people to like you. <laughs> Join us on Sundays for the very special adventures of Albert Man on the Nexus Enterprise. Lucky for you, it's time for my break. All this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie-smart options. Me, I'm building muscle, so I love their protein-plus options. <laughs> yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing if I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week. It's fast, premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> of course I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash theleague50 and use code theleague50 to get 50% off. That's code theleague50 at factormeals.com slash theleague50 to get 50% off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hi, all you cuties. It's Zach here with a weapons-grade hangover and a big pile of love for all of you. And that love is both infinite and unyielding, like the amount of whiskey I drank last night. My head hurts. Anyway, I want to give big thanks to our Patreon subscribers whose contributions are paying the slapdash bills, but not paying for my drinking. That's all out of my own pocket and the pocket of those who love me. In particular, I want to thank our legendary teams made up of $25 or more patrons. Those are the Cultured Cutthroats, the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Vale, and this week's featured team, the Ancestors Fury, with Musifer, Timothy Andrew Southern, Andrew42, Izzy, and Darsmail. I also want to thank our newest legend, Brandon Willis. Welcome to the team. Law and I just finished our Pokemon Fire Red Soul Link Nuzlocke, and we're about to start playing a new playthrough of Heart Gold Soul Silver with the same rules. Unfortunately, I'm out of town for the next two weeks of the 15th and the 22nd of August, so I won't be streaming, but you can bet your sweet bippy I'll be back at it on the 24th. To change things up a bit, I want to take this opportunity to give you a kind of a slapdash breakdown. So, Law and I started Slapdash Studios together doing YouTube videos of Let's Plays like Pokemon Nuzlocke's until we came up with the idea of the League of Ultimate Questing podcast. Since then, we've started streaming and doing other random content, as well as a partner podcast called D20 Questions, where we interview awesome people in the geek community, including Keith Baker, the creator of Eberron, and Marshall Short, the proprietor of Printable Heroes, and just a bunch of other amazingly cool people. Lately, we put D20 Questions on hiatus during the lockdown and plan on releasing quite a few backlogged episodes very soon. That being said, Slapdash is a platform for us to create content of all kinds for people exactly like you. And while we would love to eventually do advertisements and get enough money to make a career out of this, right now it's enough to know that so many amazing people out there love the show and our other stupid projects enough to move us step by step closer to making that a reality. So if you want to take an active role in helping us grow, please check out patreon.com slash slapdash studios. But honestly, the best thing you can do is share luck with your friends. Throw it at big name shows and celebrities that you think would love it until they are forced to listen to it out of peer pressure. Thank you all again, and let's get you back to the action. The following is a journal entry by a dwarven private in the Remtexian army during the Triad War in 2160. Yes. Ten human galleons proudly sailed into Whitehammer Bay this morning, under the cover of fog. Two of the warmasters called for a ranged barrage from the Black Cannons, but the other three insisted that we needed to preserve our resources for a long fight to come. These human soldiers are efficient. Their chain of command is strong, and each link seems sturdy. 
Like whipped dogs, they erect encampments and barricades of lumber from their long ships, as if to mock us. The Elder would have traded them the finest iron and purest gems in exchange for such wood. But now he lies dead, deep beneath Torinbar's eternal hills. This is my 235th year in the realm of the living. I've seen more sunrises than any human warrior, his father and his father combined. Yet their blades will cut me down all the same if they breach our walls. My children defend the lower quarters, protectors from the first wave, most likely to die. I would have traded them had I the say in our placement. But we must follow the orders of the War Masters. How cruel to make a father use his heirs as a shield. If I am killed in this place, my family line ended, and the Onyx Citadel seized by the kings of mankind, may my spirit be guided by the lights of Osmola into the bedchambers of the Leonin crown wearer. May my fleeting spirit bring terror to the dreams of this madman, this scarecrow stuffed with xenophobic straws of gold and silver. May I test the beating of his heart with fear for the sake of my people and my home. Gornvaltus Orthmender, 40th day of the Spirit Moon, 2160 AS. Join us for Late Night Nexus, history investigation of the war that made waves we still feel today. The trials and tribulations of the Triad War. Tonight at 9. The creatures will go. I'm also going to move him before I forget. Mm -hmm. So this one is going to turn and do battle with the skeleton snake deal. It doesn't even have to turn around. It literally just exists backwards. <laughs> what? What was once tail is now gaping maw. My brain. <laughs> sounds like my ex-wife. Oh! My bad. Gross. That sounds okay. I could go for that. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. Okay. So there's sort of a washcloth of flesh wrapped around this vertebrae tangled and writhing on the ground both of them just constricting and squeezing each other shifting and teleporting just inches left and right and uh there's some sort of bizarre amorphous battle just uh, as those two things tangle i love the idea that it ends and it stands up now a bone now bones with flesh on it it's like this is this is right. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is who I am. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I just needed to get a spine and I'm good. <laughs> that is terrifying. Truth be told, <laughs> the chaos beast between Arvid and Christ is going to use its action to awaken the chaos inside of Arvid's mind. So I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Shit. That's a total of seven. <gasps> total of seven. Yeah. So, you can immediately use your reaction to move up to 15 feet and attack a creature. That creature is Chris Sagrand. So okay, let's, let's see that happen. Uh, what? And you're already recklessing, so. Oh. <clears throat> Ooh. So it's got to be a reckless? 
Uh, oh, it's just going to hit, buddy. It's making you do it to the best of your ability. Yep. That's a 20-something. Uh, redo 24. it. The something is important. Oh, is it luck? 24. Yep. Nice. So re-roll one of the d20s. Uh, does it matter which? I think he picks the 17 for you to re-roll. Right, yes. Okay, cool. That's a critical failure. Yay! Oh! <laughs> I'm a lucky-ass <laughs> boy! <laughs> what? <laughs> Suck it! Nice! God damn! Very good. Does... Does that mean that she uses... Oh. What? The percentages. What? <laughs> what happened? I rolled percentages for the fumble, and it's 100. Oh. Is that good? No. We don't know. Uh, is well, that bad? Well, think about it. It's a teammate attacking you. Either way, it goes bad. Oh. It just... I mean, my critical fumbles don't go nuts, but 100 is... Is le nuts is, is the nuttiest. Yeah. We really funneled the chaos into this one, guys. Good job. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh -oh. Oh, that's fun. Oh, no. <laughs> when the DM says, oh, that's fun. You have a hernia now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, you're missed regardless. Oh, yeah. Arvid failed at the attack horribly. Oh, yeah. Part of Arvid held on and realized, like, this is my friend. This is Chris. I can't do this. And how okay. that manifests is Arvid swings wide. The axe goes flying out of your hand and buries itself into the tree that Pickens is trying to manifest with his telekinesis. And you trigger an attack of opportunity from the chaos beast at your feet. So it gets to do something else on its turn anyway. <sighs> That's a 22 to hit. <laughs> yep. Yikes. Now, since you are raging, that means you only take four piercing damage from the bite. And then uh, 17 psychic damage. Oh. The last Chaos Beast is going to turn and use all three of his amorphous attacks against Harithex. I don't like this. Hmm. No. I don't like this at all. No. You're not close enough to make him have you turn on a foe. Right. Friend. Friend foe. So he's just going to bite. Okay. Bite. We are looking at a 16. Hits. A miss. Okay. And another 16. Okay. Do you have any resistance to psychic damage? I do not. Okay. Then Acid and cold. I won't bother with separating the damages. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like that. Hmm. <laughs> so many deaths. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, you take a total of forty-three points of damage. Okay. <sighs> Are you alive? Yeah. I was at full health when we went into this. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. One of your limbs is covered in these tendrils. Fingers are coming out of the tendrils, and their claws are digging into your skin. The strange amorphous shape at the end of your arm is contesting it to the best of its ability. And one of your Tiny legs... little tendrils <laughs> are having like slap fights on my arm. <laughs> right. uh, whereas all of the flesh on one of your legs is just getting rended off by a kind of Cuisinart okay. inside of his piece. Okay, great. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton beat your shit yeah. to nothing? <laughs> it's Hamilton beating my shit to nothing. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Nice. Um, and then Morty's going to try to break free of the grapple. That's his whole turn. And he's a good boy. That's the hill I will die on. That Morty's a good boy? Yes. Is I just need to figure out what the opposed role is to break out of this. Uh, no, he makes it out. Oh, so gosh. he does the thing where like the nose pokes out and the back feet are just kicking against oh. the dirt. And he emerges wet. Most of the wet is his own blood. Ooh. But some of it is just chaos fluid. Just good old-fashioned chaos fluid. Chaos fluid. You can't get in stores. <laughs> Coca chaos. Coca chaos. Pepsi. <laughs> it's just Pepsi. 
After the three chaos beasts have gone, the last one tangling with the skeleton snake, that brings us to Chris. Are we going to do uh, episode two of Chris's Bad Ideas? I think that's every episode with a fight. <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right. So the way Chris understands the situation is this is a forest of logic. We know it's. Yes. It's the go ahead. Continue on. This is a forest of chaos and we need logic to, for it to kick us out. So don't do something stupid. I mean, stupid is subjective, but uh, it seems that uh, harming the forest is making it not want you inside of it. Okay. Uh, all right. That makes it simpler. I don't have to go as stupid as I was going to yeah, do. That's not its Perfect. Kick. I was literally going to blow myself up. Oh. Like shatter on myself. Oh, it would love that. <laughs> um, so uh, let's be more methodical about this. So I take a moment, breathe in. If there's air, like the kind of air that's here. I don't even know what kind of air that's here. Chaos air. Again, it has a weird, hen- uh, weird scent of like dust and honey. Okay, I, I breathe in the dust and honey, <laughs> close my eyes, open it wide, and methodically look at this one spot on the ground between the weird writhing chaos beast and this tree hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that intensity, I, I start beating my chest to reverberate, and it gets louder and stronger and stronger. Hmm. And I'm going to do a sacrificial smited shatter at fourth level, one more time. Interesting. As you begin to beat on your chest and call on that power inside, for just a moment, you see all of the beasts stop and turn their heads in curiosity. Oh, is that good or bad? I don't know. Okay. So, uh, Needless to say, the tree does not get a saving throw. Yes, no, it would get disadvantaged. <laughs> I want to see this hand dodge. Yeah. <laughs> Just whip, blip, blip, blip. <laughs> Constitution. The Chaos Beast gets a 19. Oh, can I use some luck to make it do it again? Unfortunately, not for saving throws. Oh, man. You could use your inspiration, though. Oh, yeah. Your luck inspiration. To, to wait. To make an enemy reroll a d20, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, no. no we're like, not talking about luck. We're talking about oh, your the L-U-Q. L-U-Q inspiration. <laughs> it's confusing because the feet and the yes, name of the podcast are the, are the same. same thing. Is it worth it, you guys? Yeah. All right. Let's do it then. All right. Doesn't have advantage on this roll. Eight. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it. All right. So that is... I want to do the 5d8s of the shatter first. Bring in the noise. Bring in the funk. Cool. Cool. Shit. As I like drop everything. So that is 28 for the shatter, I believe. Mm -hmm. Plus the four from reverberating. Correct. Plus uh, two from just, uh, I already used the smite, so just the extra two damage. Just juicing it a little bit? Yeah. Very good. So the beast begins to unfold like an old banana peel. The liquid from inside starts to pour out, (laughs) and you've never seen a substance change from liquid to gas to a solid so instantly, as it sort of gushes out and then turns to mist, and then there's just shrapnel in every direction, like a ring around the beast. It covers Arvid like someone just spray-painted two feet away from you. (laughs) And its large crack forms down the center of the wrist of this obsidian hand tree. And this dust starts pouring out of the wound. All right. That brings us to Artyom. Excellent. I'm going to use my bonus action to have the snake it's being grappled right yeah they're all tangled up it can still attack and grapple mm-hmm. right i'm gonna have it go ahead and do its attack okay uh it hits hey good job snake 
doesn't have any poison, unfortunately, because it's, it's just a spine. <laughs> you telling me it doesn't just have these venom sacs stuck mm. to the inside of its mouth? Mm. Uh, cool. And then... I don't know what power you have here, but you will give me what I ask for. And all of a sudden, from the center of where the snake is, mm-hmm. a small blue light starts to blossom. Mm-hmm. And then in a sudden spark and flash, it turns into a fireball. Interesting. Centered right on where they are? Yeah. Okay. Ideally, it should engulf the hand, too. Yes, very much so. So I roll. That's what I do. Me do that. And I'll just make a deck save for the Chaos Beast? Yes, please. I roll with advantage, and I rolled shit. (laughs) (laughs) Two two fours. Ooh, glorious. Not enough. Eight D6 coming at you. We've got ten. We've got ten. uh, Eleven. Okay. And we've got nine, 30. 30 even. Yep. <laughs> a nice square number. And as the fire manifests, even though you're so far from home, you can feel like a hum of energy from the strange markings in your forearms. Like a little bit of energy is released from them, but it feels like infinite, not like a battery that runs out, just like a conduit between you and what you left behind. And as the fire consumes the hand, And the skeletal snake is now destroyed after the damage it had taken before. The beast is on fire. It's starting to roar, and its voices sound like screams of people that you may have cared about at some point in your life. Just sounds familiar. What? Yikes. Um, And it begins to dig and burrow its way in a panic back into the soft purple soil. The hand begins to clench into a fist, visibly in pain, starting to sink down into the earth. That brings us to Arvid, whose head is now clearing of the clouds of chaos. Yeah, um, which hand did Parity land in? Is it to where I could reach it if I go back and get it? Because I don't want to be ejected from this forest without it. You could easily move to where the hand is and grab Parity. Okay. Then start lumberjacking. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Arvid shakes his head from the fog of madness, continues his song. If the boys won't, will not come by... Let your knickers out to dry, and he runs towards the <laughs> runs towards the hand with uh, with parody to go grab it, okay. so we can keep it and go back into battle, maybe. But it's probably going to be full turn to do that, right? Uh, yeah, you can move over there and have a little bit of movement left after you pull it out. Okay, uh, a little bit more movement. Um, I don't know. I should probably just wait there in case I need to hit it. So yeah. As you get adjacent to this hand, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw as this dust that's pouring out from inside just kind of blasts you full in the face. That's not great. It's not great? It's a total of six. Okay. Arvid runs over, pulls parody out of the tree, just falls over unconscious. <laughs> okay. It's like, not again. But I've got the axe. Yeah. <laughs> Gripped tight in your meaty fists. And it's just like ether, just out. No pain. Well, now y'all know what that does. <laughs> and that will end your turn immediately. So that brings us to Harathax. All right. As Harathax is being just, just cuisinarded by this thing and the little tendrils on my hand are trying to fight off. It's like weird chaos tendrils. Harathax is going to growl at it and just chew on this, you shifty bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to polymorph myself into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Fuck yeah! <laughs> what? 
You can do that? Yep. Wing, what? Remember when he was an eagle before? I didn't know about the... Oh, oh my beauty. God. Yes. I love it. I thought you were going to fucking acid spit into its eyes or uh, some no. shit, but no. <laughs> no, just wrecking it. So okay. uh, the, <laughs> the white tendrils from my hand just race up my arm and engulf my entire body like a cocoon, and then exploding out of this cocoon is a full-size Tyrannosaurus Rex, which immediately just bites down on top of this chaos oh. beast. You know, I got to say, with all the chaos at play here, all I can say is life uh, finds a way. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just softball it in like that. (laughs) And I will note that this is a a pitch black T-Rex. Okay. Green glowing eyes. That is menacing AF. Uh, Disadvantage on my bite though still, right? Correct. Okay. While this is a chaotic move, it does not out-chaos the chaos beast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 16 and a 19. Ooh. So 26 to hit again. Yes. All right. Um, That's right. T-Rexes have like plus 10 to hit or something. Yeah, they have plus 10 to hit with their bite attack. And I need all my D12s. Yeah. Is it like 4D12 plus 15 or something? 4D12 plus 7. (laughs) What? Holy shit. What? 15 plus another... 28 points of piercing damage as I bite this thing. Right. And it's immediately restrained. So you basically perfectly traded places. Yep. <laughs> you were inside of the throes of this thing's tendrils and mouth, jaw, beak, and then suddenly now it is just a snack in your giant gullet. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then with my tail, I'd like to smack the tree behind me. Absolutely. I have the weirdest heartburn right now. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> do I need to roll to hit the tree? We'll say yes for quality, but okay. not for impact. Okay. Well, that's a two to hit. So it's a 12 total. All right. So it wasn't to see whether or not your tail hits the tree. Obviously, that does happen. It's just how how good a job you did. Okay. It does teeter. It tips slightly. Okay. You slam it. The damage is irrelevant. Okay. Um, but you jostle it notably. The fingers start to curl up and give a big thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that will end my turn. All right. So at the top of the turn, Pickens shouts to all of you and says, We're winning! We can run! Now! Quickly! And he points in that direction and takes off at full speed. Please don't leave me behind. I won't. Thank you. Um, also on his turn, this last creature is going to attempt to fuck with your mouth before it dies horribly. Okay. Um, but things aren't looking great for the Chaos Beast. Okay. Speaking of heartburn... Uh, it does hit you twice because okay. it rolled shitty one. I know uh, 13 AC for yeah, Tyrannic. So. How do I memorize the stats I, of a T-Rex? I, I haven't know. used one in years. <laughs> I can't remember my mom's birthday. Oh, <laughs> <holy shit. laughs> These fucking D6s are savage. They're hot tonight. Uh, 36 mouth damage. Um, what was the damage on the first attack? Uh, it was 19. Okay. And then the rest on the second one. Okay. So. Oh, I like the idea that in this place, mouth damage is a type of element. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Earth, fire, wind, bottom mouth. <laughs> Don't get me started on the mouth benders. <laughs> okay. I, I pass both my con saves for concentration. Ah, excellent. Because polymorph's a concentration spell. It is. You're just, your cheekbones are getting lacerated. Some of your teeth are just getting pulled right out of your skull. I'm taking this. I bite down harder. <laughs> And uh, Arvid, you get to make me another constitution saving throw. This one is at advantage. One of those would be a total of 
20 oh yeah something you're great um you start to come to and you feel like you're drowning for just a moment but when you open your eyes a huge flat pink tongue is just slapping against your face as morty is trying to lick you awake Aww. having panicked as you passed out he's like on your chest doing the the doggy heimlich oh he's such a good boy cool conscious yes that makes it Chris's turn I'm just going to shout to uh, uh, Ovid to run. Come to me and keep running. Don't stop. I'm readying a thunder step. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we like grab on, we'll do a little like a little faulty majig thunder step. And then I'll probably piggyback the rest of the way <laughs> on Arvid because they're so much faster than me. That's excellent. True, true. Yeah. Uh, Artyom. Yes, indeed. Where's everybody running? It looks like that away. Pickens has taken off in that direction, and it looks like Chris is getting ready to magic himself that way with Arvid. Gotcha. In that case, how are these hands looking? Uh, that one is in very bad shape, and the other two are just kind of slowly recoiling from damage they took. Gotcha. That one's like physically broken down the middle, though. Well, I don't really have anything exciting I could do, and it seems like attacking them at this point doesn't really help anything. Only what feels good. Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to cast animate dead on the skeleton I am inside of mm. and I'm going to have it carry me as fast as it can away from the situation <laughs> you're not sure if it's the strange chaos of this plane but somehow you're managing to animate these partial beings these these incomplete pieces as it's just kind of a big hand with a forearm that's sort of dragging itself along with you on top and like ribs coming out of it this is an, an incomplete entity by all stretches of the imagination I love it it seems like it wants to leave as badly as you. Right. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm out of here. It's good to see you riding that bone. Mm. <laughs> Getting back on that bone horse. Very nice. That brings us to Arvid. You are now conscious, and Chris just shouted a command to you. Uh, yeah, I'll follow it. So um, oh, I'm just uh, gonna... And when you open your eyes, there's a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget the uh, giant forearm carrying Artyom away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, things have stopped seeming weird. You know, just in general. Just leapt over the uncanny valley and now we're just in this fucking weird town. This is just a 1940s cartoon now. That's all we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so Arvid will just uh, join join in uh, with Chris. I believe he was mm-hmm. holding his action for, for yes. Arvid's. So he'll, he'll you know, give a, a hand signal to Morty, you know, let's go and, and go to Chris. Okay. All right. And, and as soon as they, they, they touch hands... They do like a, I don't know, like a, a swing. Well, we'll just say a swing, and you know, thunder step away. And and with that, uh, on the reappearance, they do another little swing in which Chris hops on uh, Ar- Arvid's back and just bolt off away. So you Yoda, just team rocket away. <laughs> Quick question: Don't you leave an explosion where you left? Yes, and so I explode the hand well, a bit more. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so where once there was a split, a fissure, there is now two half arms. There is now an eight arm, as you would say, as oh. opposed to the forearm. <laughs> or I suppose it would be two two arms. Uh, math isn't my thing. <laughs> but you fraction it. Yes. Yes. And it is now split in twain. Yes. Screw this place. Screw it very much. And uh, we will end with Harithax. Um I bite it again. Okay. It just crushes like a tube of toothpaste in your mouth chaos liquid manifesting down your chin uh and then so yeah harithax will just bite this thing in half and swallow it 
waste not, why not? Do I still get my consume essence ability as a Tyrannosaurus? I don't see why not. Okay. <laughs> so I regain some health. Nice. Um, <laughs> what you're going to need. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. In my head, right? yeah. that makes sense. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to slam this uh, tree with my tail again. <laughs> And you're gonna like chug this guy's chaos guts like an energy drink. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna grip and rip this entity. And... It's monster energy. Uh, I was literally uh, like, uh, that's really uh, good. Uh, we have to keep that. Uh, that's a crit on the uh, the hand. Ooh. You might like, snap several fingers off the top of it, and they just land on the ground. Uh, and then. Uh, Two intelligence T Rex Harithax is going to kind of like lock onto the running away creatures and just start charging after them. Yeah, half of it is chase. Yeah, <laughs> hunt chase, and yeah. half of it is retreat. Yeah, identify friends, go with party. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get to him, but it's going to be yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I speak I'm... no languages anymore, and my intelligence is two. <laughs> uh, and at your feet, Morty is running along beside you. Yeah, so. Following behind the group is just this T-Rex towering through the forest of trees. And <laughs> the fight may be over, but the forest seems to be awakening. You pass the threshold of the woods and enter a dense black fog. It looks like smoke, but it doesn't burn your lungs. The chaos erupts behind you. You are emitted from the forest, the gripping wield, at a great velocity. And then... All is silent. You see a warm pink light in the distance. Now the mortal dawn is about to enter the planar hub. The pivot point for all realms of reality. Nothing could prepare you for the first glimpse of Abel. The infinite city. Well. Well what? Damn fine by, am I right? Yes, Storm. It's very good pie. You win. Now look, this has been swell, but I really need to get going. Come on, we just got here. Let me get you another iced tea. No lemon? Extra lemon? Storm, you're at gym, but I really need to get out of here. But I haven't even shown you their juke caster yet. They got all the best hits. Tony Mantis, Dark Stars. Storm, I... What in the seven hells? You are needed, Mr. Killigan. I'm coming. I I'm coming. I'm so sorry. Okay, what in the name of Sigmus is going on here? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you at work, pal. Thanks for the pie. <laughs> please, please, let me explain. I, I was just on my way and... Where the hell did a penadrone come into the bar? There's a duke there. Not now. When he walks into a bar. Not now! What the hell? Oh, I didn't get him in trouble. Oh, sh Nothing to see here, folks. Just a publicity stunt. Yeah, drinks are on me. Who wants to get drunk with the one and only Thunder Tongue? <laughs> uh, party time. Be safe, kid. Who wants to bet I can't drink this whole bottle of whiskey out of a cooked chicken? <laughs> nice. Um, I keep trying to see Abel, Abel in my head, and it's been spelled like 30 different times, so could you just hmm. tell me how it's spelled? A-E, that kind that like kind of stuck oh, like together, B-L. B-L. Oh, And the cool, correct cool, way cool. to pronounce it would be ending the word with your tongue between your teeth. Okay. Abel. 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 Abel.
<laughs> I was imagining it as E B O L. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, thinking E B E L. E I B E L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is it don't matter. <laughs> I'm sure many worlds spell it differently. I knew that fight would get strange, but not like rubber hose cartoon garbage bullshit. <laughs> Absurd <laughs> shit. Uh, can we just talk about the excitement of there being um, the, the T-Rex? Whole, the, the, all, sorry, nope. I can't. I can't focus on any one thing. It was. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, let's let's start by going around the table and naming your excitements. Who are you excited person to my right? I'm Sam. (laughs) (laughs) That's a yikes for me. (laughs) Sam Frost and I play Arvid Ulfmund, a level eight druid barbarian cross. My name's Michael Loving. I play Harithax, the level eight Tyrannosaurus. Um, I am Alante. I play Chris Grand, the level eight Arvid Rider. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I mean Sorcerer Bard I'm Zach uh, I play Artyom Volkov apparently the guy who finally summons the undead as a fucking cleric the bone uh, doctor or the bone doctor <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, I'm like an osteologist or some bullshit um, but there's the, what the fuck is the word for a bone doctor osteopath osteopath yeah I don't think that's a doctor anyway it doesn't matter Bone doctor. The bone <laughs> doctor. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and I'm also the technical director for Slapdash Studios, sometimes editor, and I want to thank Tori Christensen for editing. Notorious. My name is Law. I'm the dungeon master for the League of Ultimate Questing. And boy, I just, I'm just done now. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> also creative director of Slapdash Studios. New episodes of this 1940s cartoon go live <laughs> every Monday without fail. So mm. far, without rolling a one, mm. 2020 crit us and we crit right back, mm-hmm. hitting all those benchmarks with our show. So thank you for listening very much. Listeners are uh, literally the only reason that we play this podcast. If people didn't listen, we wouldn't be making it. So share it with your friends. Share it on social media. Interact with our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all available on theluq.com. There you can find links to our Discord, which is free to join. Links to our Patreon which is not free because it's Patreon, but that's, you know, <laughs> how Patreon works. Yeah. And I believe there aren't really any super plugs from anybody this week. Mm. Nothing super exciting? Yeah. God's Fall? All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in God's Fall. That's been the same for the last three weeks. I'm not doing Orcs, Orcs, Orcs anymore, but you can still catch Law and Dana there. And I think, I think that's it. Anybody else yeah. have anything yet to announce? Keep an eye on our social media. Once it's safe for us to go back in public spaces, there will be an appearance, but it's... God only knows at this point when that's going to be. So until the next time you hear from us next Monday, we wish you luck.